And he said unto them, he is referring to Moses. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, put every man his sword by his side and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp and slay every man his brother and every man his companion and every man his neighbor. Welcome to a new episode of Against the Fed. I am your host, Victor E. Cooper. What you had heard was Exodus chapter 32, verse 27. Exodus chapter 32, verse 27. I read it to remove all doubt about what I'm about to say. Concerning what I'm about to say. This leader Moses. Now that scripture didn't use Moses' name. Now, if you don't want to take my word for it that this is referring to Moses, I suggest you go to chapter thirty-two, Exodus. What is Exodus all about? The children of Israel leaving uh, ancient Egypt under the what? leadership of Moses of Moshe right and Moshe went up to the mountain and saw God and the finger of God inscribed on two tablets of stone The Ten Commandments. I'm here to tell you that that, (laughs) that's mythology reading. If you cannot see that this is a fanciful story, you're in denial. And after, excuse me, Moses had received the law, quote unquote, the Ten Commandments. He witnessed the children of Israel worshiping the golden calf. And he was pissed off. And the scripture says, and he said unto them, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, put every man his sword by his side, etc., 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 more to discuss.
I am taken aback. <laughs> I hate that uh, that the Christians have taken hold of that term Christ. The term Christ, in my view and from my research, is of ancient Egyptian origin. And I find that it's more than one word fused together. One, the more ancient Egyptian word. The letter I, in my view, the vertical line is the throne. And the dot, the Hebrews will say, the gash, the gash, the gash, the gash. The dot above the vertical line is the eye, right? The it represents the physical eyeball, or the, not so much the eyeball, but the eye itself. The eye above the throne, right? The all-seeing eye. That's what I believe. You don't have to believe that. But that vertical line is the throne. That's the seat. And it's, it's the eye, the all-seeing eye, which is God, right? It also suggests pineal gland. The God within. See, I am God having a human experience. Right? I am God having a human experience. I'm not off track. I'm going to get back to this Moses stuff. The seat of the all-seeing eye. God. In the good book, it says, if the eye be single, the body shall be full of light. That's what the good book says. Referring to us that are awakened as luminaries. We are literally electromagnetic beings. We have the fire within, just like Jeremiah fire shut up in my bone. More to discuss. Did not, did not the children of Israel, when they were in ancient Egypt, did not the Egyptians were using papyrus at the time? Papyrus, right? 
Yes, they were. They were using papyrus. They they weren't just writing in stone. Right? They weren't just writing in the stone. They had technology. The children of Israel knew how to make a golden calf out of all the gold that Aaron had collected, and they formed a golden calf. They had skills. They had skills. They had technology. So you mean to tell me when Moses went up that mount, the finger of God cut out two tablets of stone when he could have said, Moses, I got something better than stone, baby. Papyrus. <laughs> the pen of ink of God. Isn't God all seeing, all knowing? Why stone? Did not God create the heavens and the earth? Did not God create all the trees and the birds? All this organic stuff? You mean to tell me God with this infinitesimal knowledge could not have dreamed up the next stage of a medium? To convey thought, which is what? Paper. The golden sheet coming from God. But he Moses came down off the mount with two tables of stone, which suggests the mindset of the age. Clear evidence of a mythological story. Moses should have came down out of the, off, off of that mount with an iPad because he was talking to God. More to discuss. Moses should have came down that mountain with a wheelbarrow of documents labeled Ten Commandments or Torah. Right? And he should, when he as he descend down the mountain, and he has a wheelbarrow of thousands of sheets of papyrus with the the finger of God, the pen and ink of God, written on the papyrus, the the law, 
He should have told the children of Israel to line up and sign this contract. These are the rules of our society. Do you agree or disagree? Huh? Do you agree or disagree? But instead, Moses came down with two tablets. Right? And had witnessed the children of Israel worshiping the golden calf. And he was pissed. So, the good book says, and he, this King James Version, if you don't like the King James, I'm, the, I'm, I'm on my computer, I'm looking at Bible Hub. I just gravitate towards King James Version, which is the worst version. I like the these and thou's. I'm, I just like it. And he said unto them, thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, put every man his sword by his side and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp and slay, murder, kill. Kill that person over there that don't agree with me. Huh? You ain't got a right to have a, 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 an opinion. Huh? You ain't got no right to have an opinion of your own. You got to worship what I tell you to worship. You my slave. Isn't that the attitude of Moses? Is that not the attitude? When the Lord thy God shall bring thee, excuse me, I'm sucking on some candy, I'm, I'm removing it out of my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and hath cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Pizzarites, and the Hevites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them, neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, and the rest goes on and on and on and on and on. What happened to what happened to thou should not kill Moses? See, that was that was for their society. Thou should not kill amongst each other. 
within the land of Israel. That was for their society. Is it not obvious? Now, these seven nations, were, did, they, did they receive notice? Huh? From these, uh, from this murder cult? Did Moses send them a notice saying, hey, we about to go over there and kick y'all ass? Did Yahweh give them notice, give them any kind of vision? Hey, I'm about to remove you people out of your land because you won't worship me. Now, that's another issue of God need to be worshipped. That's a sign of insecurity. That's a sign of, 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 of narcissism. You're an egomaniac, Jehovah. Huh? God's supposed to be self-sufficient, right? Without any insecurities. I'm God. I know I'm God. I don't need nobody worshiping me, right? I don't need my ego caressed. Anybody out there feel me? Anybody out there get it? heard it well it, it had been said that um foreign invaders um come to a foreign land somebody else's land to conquer that the indigenous people various uh spiritualists the priests we had received visions of a coming onslaught. Considering um, the present events of our evasion here in America, in, in the States, I would like to think I'm somewhat spiritual. I haven't received any vision, though, about the events it came to a surprise. I didn't see it coming. I can't really say that I didn't see it coming. I have heard uh, that it was going to happen uh, by listening to uh, alternative media. I will not say this guy's name. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> get this guy in trouble. He's in enough trouble, if not part of the clique. But you know. But alternative media years ago said that this was going to happen. And I remember uh, some time ago that a Latin head of the state said, we're going to take over America and we're not going to fire a shot. I still remember that. And hence the takeover, the invasion, right? 
and they're not firing a shot. So the fall is happening from within, in my view, from within. Let's hope that we are not in the midst of a murder cult. Trojan horse um, <clears throat> is what comes to my mind. Trojan horse. I'm not going, going to get into the history of that. I'm just going to uh, discuss this definition. The term Trojan horse, and I'm, I'm looking at uh, Wiki, Wikipedia. Uh, it's it's giving me a very good definition. The term Trojan Trojan horse is used metaphorically to mean any trick or strategy that causes a target to invite a foe. Into a securely protected place or to deceive by appearance, hiding malevolent intent in an outwardly benign exterior to subvert from within using deceptive means. In other words, I I appear friendly, but I you know I ain't nothing but the devil. Hmm? Somehow I trick you to to uh, invite me, the devil, a wolf in sheep's clothing, right, into your house. On the outside, I look. Super fantastic, friendly, cordial, but like that old song used to say, smiling faces sometimes pretend to be your friend. Smiling faces show no traces of the evil that lurks within. Remember the old song, the old blues R&B song? I think the OJs made it up. Forget, forgive me. <laughs> I used to hear that song a lot growing up. Smiling faces sometimes pretend to be your friend. Or they may come in the guise of, we need help. Will you help us? We need help. You know, women and children out there begging for a little morsel and it, it looks benign a benign exterior they look harmless 
emotional outbursts, at times so heated, police had to step in. We're talking about city council today and a vote to spend $51 million on helping migrants here in Chicago. CBS2 political investigator Dana Kosloff was there for all the action and Dana strong feelings all around. Yeah, Erica, and for many different reasons, among them the fact that this $51 million approved today is only a short-term fix and more money will be needed in just weeks. We cannot continue to falsely pit communities against one another. Deep emotional wounds coming to the surface. As black people who have been hurt continuously by the city and country it loves, it ain't our responsibility to take care of everybody else and anger. We don't want to have to recall anybody. We don't want to have to protest anybody, but we are not going to be ignored, Brandon, Mayor Johnson. Many in Chicago's black community and the city council speaking out against spending $51 million to house migrants, asking when will the help for them finally become a reality. And it cannot be put on the backs of concerns of the city's black residents. Why are black people in Chicago and some communities so angry? Why, why is all this kind of anti-immigrant sentiment coming up? And I want to explain to folks, it's because if we Chicago's Trojan horse and had over the decades, right? as we do about everyone else, I call it the Trojan horse. Um, on the surface, uh, it looks like a humanitarian effort but I, I can't help but to be cynical about the situation because so much money um, is being spent for these outsiders these illegal immigrants but uh, I say the fall is happening from within um, I'm a, I'm aware of something called the Declaration of North America, and I'd like to touch on it a bit. Declaration of North America. I Googled it and this is what popped up. Um, from politifact.com. Politifact, excuse me.com. The Declaration of North America is not a legally binding document and has no bearing on U.S. sovereignty. 
It contains a list of commitments among the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Mexico and Canada on goals for migration, sustainability, and other topics. It does not restructure the continent or alter U.S. sovereignty. Now, how's that for a uh, double talk? Because when you allow people to come here and spend money on them, when you have people already here that is in need of jobs and education and uh, things of this nature, I smell bullshit and double talk. It's just so obvious. Now, I'm reading uh, uh, the actual declaration. I'm just going to, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Just gonna touch on it a bit. Uh, it says right here, Declaration of North America DNA was uh, dated January the tenth, twenty twenty three. Today, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, President Joseph R. Biden, and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau met in Mexico for the tenth North American Leaders Summit. The leaders are determined to fortify our region's security, prosperity, sustainability, and inclusiveness through commitments across six pillars. One, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Two, climate change and the environment. Three, competitiveness. Four, migration and development. Five, health and six, Regional security. How do you spell aristocracy? Allow me uh, to, to give you my definition of aristocracy, of an aristocrat, most of aristocracy. An aristocracy is a government, a group of people that think they know everything and that the rest of us don't know shit. <laughs> they want to show us the way, right? the way civilization works. But it all translates to uh, an exploited class of people while this aristocracy sit on their ass making rules for the rest of us. That's basically it. Now they are displacing people off of their soil, off their homeland. They're severing our relationship with the land where we, where we cannot be self-sufficient grow our own food and raise our own cattle, whatever you into, if you're eating meat, into eating meat or what, or vegan or whatever, right? These people want to show us the way. And if you look at history, what they have done, aristocracies, they sow, sow, S-O-W, seeds of revolution. That's what history reveals. 
So if you ask me, these people are so smart that they play themselves. This is going to blow up in their face. But unfortunately, many of us, we're going we're gonna to get some real pain, brother. We're going to feel some real pain. We're feeling pain right now. I've already been exploited in this system. Right? I'm aging. But it's something about cosmic forces, if you will. I can't say I had I can't say that all my days been bad, you know. I had some good days, some enjoyable days, some you know, some some nice times and I had some bad times. This concludes another episode of Against the Fed. I'm your host, Victor E. Cooper.